All right, everybody, you've tuned in to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh. And, uh, well, first and foremost, happy Valentine's Day to all the Steelers fans out there. Uh, uh, you know, many of you celebrating with that special someone or just staying home and uh, watching a movie with the dog. I really don't know. But uh, anyway, happy Valentine's Day. And, uh uh, obviously, the major topic of conversation amongst the black and gold faithful has been one, Mr. Antonio Brown, and uh, we're going to do our best to uh, offer some insights, opinions, and uh, some facts uh, on everything that's going on with him. And uh, joining me tonight are Mr. C. Nick, who comes to me now from a completely different time zone, and uh, Mr. Ben Anderson, who is in that same time zone. I feel like I'm being left behind here in the eastern time zone chris how's it going for you tonight pretty good it's uh raining here in vegas um so we're all uh we're all staying in ordering some food and just kind of chilling is that a news flash in vegas when it rains out there yeah it rained probably three or four times uh since i've been here all right all right and uh ben i i know uh portland you you guys see all kinds of weather right yeah it was kind of crappy today Oh, that's not good. Rainy and well, windy. Oh well. Yeah, yeah. What are you gonna do? You know, I uh we we've been in the midst of one hell of a winter. Uh after a slow, slow start. I uh I've had two more snow days this week, which gives me now ten on the year and uh it might sound glamorous, but quite frankly it's not. I'd much rather be uh working and in my routine. But uh what are you gonna do? Mother nature, much like father time unbeaten at this point but anyway well, it's not are... that big a deal man you i mean july 3rd or so i'm sure you'll be out of school oh no well, you're complaining t- about. see now you're going to get me angry because uh as of right now i think we'd be going <laughs> till june 20th and and i i already have the shakes uh at the thought of that if they don't give us a waiver so uh but but that believe me that's a, a long long story and one i just really don't want to discuss um Okay, so here we are, and, and you know, Ben, you and I and, and Chris, we, we've talked about this for, for several weeks uh, amongst ourselves. We kind of knew this was coming um, with Antonio Brown, and, and the Steelers the Steelers knew this was coming as well, um, that Antonio Brown was indeed going to uh, seek to get out of Pittsburgh, and, uh, you know, we kept being told, uh, well, it's coming, you know, you, you'll just have to wait, it's coming. And I guess his idea of uh, interview or whatever is to just, you know, put something on social media and say, okay, it's been great. Here's a highlight video. Yeah, I need a new new demands. I'm out. Uh, Chris, are you surprised that it came to this? No, uh, the, the signs have been there since um, week 17 and, um, you know, all the reports have been coming out. So kind of just um, – all the signs have been pointing to him not being happy, and then uh, Lick and Fora reported him not being happy. So, um, yeah, I'm expecting this. And and, and just uh, on a scale of one to ten, where do you find yourself um, on the "I'm glad to see him go" scale? One being, you know, not at all versus ten. I can't wait to see him gone. Um, one, if the uh, price for him leaving. Um, sucks, and then yeah. um, probably, probably around a, a seven and a half or eight if we get something um, 
equal around the equal in uh, compensation for him uh, just because of the antics and his age and just everything that comes along with him being a diva. I'm, I'm really mm-hmm. over the drama being a Steelers fan, but um, it has to be equal, equal compensation. I, I, and, and Ben, before I throw it to you, I, I, I can't tell you, and, and you and I have talked about this too, and, and I've mentioned this to a few other people. I have had more casual sports fans, football fans, other Steelers fans approach me in the last month, okay, and and I always have something Steelers on or Steel City Blitz on. I just I just always do. I always have, and so they see it and they just hey, what about that Brown thing? You know what's what's going on with him? What's his? I, I can't tell you how many people have been asking me about that. Whereas in the middle of the season, I might I might get one or two people in a, in a you know once in a great while. It's just been crazy how interested people are are in this thing. And and now, of course, it's it's come to this. So um, before we get into the, the teeth of it, uh, Ben, are, are you surprised we are here based on the last month? Did you think there was going to be some reconciliation, perhaps? You know, initially I thought, you know, we're talking like the first week of the playoffs. I thought, yeah. well, you know, this this is childish. And, you know, when your your kid acts up, you come back to them with substance and fact you wait for them to calm down and then they come back mm-hmm, to you mm-hmm. and you give them a hug and it's all over with. Right. Yeah. Then there's a conversation yeah. about, you know, the behavior and how it wasn't acceptable and yada, yada, yada. But as time went on, it became very clear that there was not going to be a reconciliation. And then, you know, there were other things that have come out since about other things that, that went on, you know, over the course of this year and 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 last, but really mm-hmm. mainly over the course of this year from about OTAs on. And it, it became clear that there are some issues there. And, and we can argue later about what the cause of those issues might be. Right. You know, but there there were some issues. And and for, for everyone that, that says when they look at this, yeah, well, what about Mike Tomlin allowing these things to go on? What about Ben Roethlisberger talking out of school and his on his radio program? Yada mm-hmm. yada yada. That's great, that's wonderful. But I'm going to reiterate this one more time. Yeah. Antonio Brown is a 30 year old man. He's not a marionette with strings for someone else to pull. He owns his own actions. Stop trying to rationalize this. If he is in a quote unquote undesirable situation. He contributed to that. Mm-hmm. He needs to own it himself. And, you know, I'm sure we're going to discuss this longer, but that's that's where I'm at with it. Yeah, no, I I, I think a lot of people are still kind of, I wouldn't call it shocked because I don't think that's really fair. I, I think people are just a little disappointed. I think they're surprised that it got this far. Um, it, it is always fascinating, not only to talk to people, but to read tweets and, and Instagram comments and Facebook posts, um, and, and see where people's loyalties lie, see where their feelings lie with, with this entire situation. And, and as you alluded to, um, you know, there, there are people who believe this is 110% Ben Roethlisberger's fault, and they always point to the one comment on the radio um you know then there are others who believe mike tomlin is the worst thing that has ever happened to football and coaching 
Um, you know, so it, it, it just, it runs the gamut, so to speak. Um, now, Chris, you, you said that, you know, this could be a really, really great thing depending on the price they get for him um, or a really, really bad thing if they don't get anything for him. So let's just throw it out here. What do you feel right now on Valentine's Day 2019, do you feel is an appropriate uh, uh, price to, to pay for him if you're another team? It's a, it's a first-round pick, in my opinion, um, for a couple of reasons. I mean, you see what Amari Cooper yielded. You see mm-hmm. – um, and then you, you kind of put it in perspective of Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown's playing it, was going to put up spectacular numbers um, with a decent quarterback or better. Um, I think it depends on the situation, but um, there could be a bidding war of sorts, and um, you get him for the next three years for a pretty good um, – a pretty good um, salary cap um, yeah. coming along with him. So uh, he's affordable in that sense. And especially what these receivers are getting these days um, since he's been paid. Um, so he's going to be, he's going to be pretty affordable for a number one receiver. And um, I think if you're in win now mode, or if you really want, um, if you really want your quarterback to have a you know, shiny new weapon, if you don't like this class very much of wide receivers, um, a, a number of different things can go into it. But I think that he should yield a, a first-round pick, no doubt. Um, but you have guys like Ed Bouchette saying that that he would take a conditional seventh um, for Antonio <laughs> Brown. I mean, all right, I mean, you're you're getting paid uh, to say that. That's that's rough, in my opinion. But uh, I think he should yield a first-round pick. Um, in terms of the second round pick, it had to be pretty early for me. Um, plus some. So, so you're thinking like it would have to be if it's a second rounder, probably the the top seven in the second round somewhere in there. Yeah, plus a yeah. Uh, plus a late round or a, you know a special teams talent or some, something else mm-hmm. uh, involved. But I mean, AB does have the uh, the the slight baggage, but um, you know that that's that's towards Pittsburgh and towards that team. Um, he could be totally different. If you, if you think that he could be totally different in another um, culture or another environment, then that's uh, it, a, uh, it's an easy risk to take. if you're me. Now, you know, Ben, you, you made a comment today um, amongst us and in, in just our group chats and stuff that you, you don't think his trade value has really been uh, uh, dinged up all that bad compared to what many other people are saying. Uh, why do you feel that way? Well, a couple things. And first, I just want to address something that Chris just said. Mm-hmm. I, I was told a month ago, approximately a month ago, let's call it three or four weeks, that Antonio Brown thinks he's going to pull a LaShawn McCoy when he gets traded, he's asking for a new deal. Uh-huh. So basically what he's going to say is, yeah, I'll report, but if uh, you don't give me some cash, you know, I don't know if I'm going to report. I'm, I'm not quite sure I want to go through with this. Um, if he does not report to the team he's traded to, there's a precedent in place. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, Ricky Williams was traded to the Miami Dolphins and then decided to retire unannounced, giving them no heads up, nothing. He just called them one day and said, I'm retiring. They went after signing bonus money that they didn't even pay him. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the team acquiring Brown 
can then go back and demand prorated money, $21 million, from AB that they didn't even pay him if he refuses to report. So he's not exactly in a great negotiating position there other than the team that brings him in is going to want to make him happy. They're going to want to have a happy player so that he produces. But he's not in a position where he can make demands and say, if you don't pay me, I'm not going to show up. Just want and, to clarify and real, all of that. Yeah, and, and real quick, just to, to throw in there, isn't any team that wants to trade for him, aren't they already under the uh, uh, the, the idea that he's going, to want, he's going to want to do that anyway? So shouldn't they be prepared for that? Probably because he's he's talked about it a little bit, yeah. I gather, now. So they they may be thinking that, and that's one of the, the, the things that people are saying is diminish his trade value. Now, I think the media has a tendency to blow things up, you know, as we mm-hmm. all know, and that they're they're being a little dramatic about it. Bottom line is this Antonio Brown is still an amazing football talent. Yep. That's why I don't think his trade value has been diminished all that much. I, I think it kind of is what it is. And I if I had to guess, I'd say he, you know, his value is probably somewhere in the twenty to the, the, the number twenty to number forty pick range. Somewhere mm-hmm. in there. And yeah, if it's gonna be on the low end of that spectrum, I would want something to be added to that. I agree with Chris. And and what we you know, what you'd like to see ideally is some kind of a bidding war where they're are two or three teams that are bidding for his services and that he ends up, you know, yeah. getting the Steelers back at least a late first round pick because you have that fifth year option on that player. You pick with that first round pick that, that would be nice. Um, I can't tell you that's what's going to happen, but you know, right. Yeah. He's got, if- he's got three years and $39 million left, um, but he's not really in a, in that great a negotiating position. Because if you're of all the, the, all the bonus sorry. proration he has remaining. If you're the Raiders, how don't you offer the same pick you got from Amari Cooper? How don't you offer that pick to the Steelers? Because then, essentially, you look like a genius trading Amari Cooper for Antonio Brown. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And that would be the number 26 pick, mm-hmm. which is right there right. in that range. But, you know, you'd think... You Mike Mayock is going to want his picks as a, as a first-time GM. Having yeah, five but picks he, in the first two Mike rounds. Mayock's not a real GM. He's not. Yeah. Mike Mike Mayock works for uh, Gruden. We we all know this. Gruden's got ultimate power. He can do whatever he wants. That's why he fired Reggie McKenzie. Um, so <laughs> it's not it's not as if he Mayock has final say. Mayock certainly is going to have a lot of say and you know a lot of influence over that process, but. I don't know. To me, he's not he's not a guy like a Kevin Colbert who has final say over who they choose in the in the draft. He's not. So well, let me see here. So it, let's say that happened and you got the 26th. Is, is that good enough for you straight up, Antonio Brown, for the 26th pick in the first round, Chris? Um, if this was before week 17, I would say no. But since then... Um, I think it's a good enough compensation mm-hmm. to um, kind of get rid of the, I don't know, just a lot of the bull crap and a lot of the, yeah. you know, the bad taste in your mouth that, that yeah. we've gotten um, mm-hmm. since then. So I, I think that there's pros and cons and, and 
um, I think that would be good enough. And, you know, maybe, um, you know, it is the Raiders, it is John Gruden. You might be able to finagle something else, maybe like a late round or a, maybe a, a defensive uh, a defensive guy or so, something else. You might be able to finagle something else along with it. But, um, you know, that enough, uh, that, would be, that alone would be enough for me. There's two things I find a little bit fascinating heading into this. Is in 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 one of them is if a bidding war happens, do you allow a team like a divisional opponent uh, or the Patriots, let's say, to be part of that bidding war? Would you ever consider um, dealing him to one of those teams if they are part of that bidding war? Um, no. you know, and that, that's the first part, uh, Ben, would you do that? No, no, I wouldn't either. I, I, no I don't care. No. Yeah. They could offer me the sun and the moon and I, I, I'm not doing it. Um, and then, you know, the, the other part of what I was getting at is I think ultimately what we're going to find out is just how bad the Steelers want to get rid of him. Now, the narrative will probably come back. Well, geez, the market just wasn't there. They had to get something for him uh, rather than just cut him. So that's why they took, you know, A, B, or C. But isn't there something to that, though? Um, the, the fact that, you know, if he goes for a... this call. So, yeah, I wouldn't trade him to a divisional opponent. I wouldn't trade him to the Patriots either. Um, and then, you know, the other part of, of what I was getting at was... It, depending on on what the Steelers do ultimately get for him, I think it signals just how badly they want him out of there. And you know, now again, I, I don't know what that ultimately is. You know, like like Chris was talking about, Ed Bouchette seems to think you know oh, I'd get rid of him for a conditional seventh. I don't think they'll do that. I I would I would I trade mean, him to Buffalo for a conditional seven before I traded him to the Patriots for a first. I will tell you that right now. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I, 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 mean, I agree with you. I mean, th- those are ridiculous, extreme examples. Yeah, that—that's how dead set I would be against against trading him to Baltimore or New England or even Indianapolis because I think they're going to kick butt next year, and I do not want to help them do it. Um, Oakland is the one place I might consider sending yeah. him. Because it's far enough away, and frankly, I think it'd be kind of funny to have AB in Vegas. I think oh, that absolutely. would be a recipe for disaster. But what I'd really like to see yeah, ultimately is for AB to be in the NSC. Oh, definitely. I, I think that's what we'd all like to see, uh, quite frankly. And and um, uh, you know, Chris, let me, let me let me ask you this: Is there a scenario that you can envision where Antonio Brown does not get traded? And he is still on this this team come training camp. No, I don't. Um, the the distaste of him uh, walking out on his teammates week seventeen, and then him just not returning anyone's calls. There's a complete disconnect between AB and the Steelers right now. Um, and honestly, it, it's not repairable. And really, do you want to even try to, to repair mm-hmm. or even you know spend the time to try and, and do that when you could be getting something? Um, in return for him, um, you have to at least see. I mean, if you're going to get a third or worse, you might just be better off keeping him. Um, but, exactly. I mean, yeah. uh, 
I can't see a scenario where a team isn't going to trade a first or second round pick for Antonio Brown, especially when someone like the Oakland Raiders has five picks in the first two rounds. I mean, geez. Um, and, you know, they're going to be, um, you know, they're going to be trying to, to build a team going forward and, and moving to Vegas, a splash like Antonio Brown moving to Vegas mm, and then kind of doing point. all that is, um, is something that you want to kind of, kind of get. And, uh, a draft pick isn't a sure thing. Antonio Brown for the next three years is a really, you know, that's twelve hundred yards and and eight touchdowns is a sure thing. I mean, you want that on your team. Uh, um, Derek Carr really needs mm-hmm. um, talent around he him. Um, so, and they also need a you know a run game. They need um the, you know that franchise is, is going to be starting over here soon. And starting over with uh, number one Hall of Famer and uh, Antonio Brown isn't such a bad thing. And giving up a first round pick when you have three of them. Um, you're doing well as a GM starting off the bat. Um, Man, it, yeah, and getting, it, and getting Antonio Brown plus two first round picks in the first day. Um, hello. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think that the the whole league is counting on the Steelers being desperate to trade him. And if I am Art Rooney, I have Kevin Colbert in his his combine press conference that he gives every year. I have him say, we will not trade him. And if we don't get fair value, we're not going to trade him. He'll be a stealer mm-hmm. next year. We're just not going to do it. You don't trade away a guy like that just to trade him. And I leave it at that. And I, I really don't discuss it. what I would want. I just, I just say, if we don't get fair value, I'm not trading him period. So yes, I can definitely see a possibility where Antonio Brown is still on the roster in July. Um, would I want that? No, I de- no. no, it's not ideal, but I can see it. And, and here's why. Um, I mean, at, at the end of the day, even with that roster of bonus, which is due March 15th, ABs is due the third day of the league, third day of the league year. Um, right. Two and a half million dollars. If you have to pay it, and it nets you a first round pick as opposed to a third or a fourth round pick for Antonio Brown, it's worth two and a half million dollars. And if Antonio Brown is on the roster, he counts twenty two point one six five million dollars if he's on the roster and if he reports. If he doesn't mm-hmm. report, they can withhold his money, which gives them cap relief later. Okay, and if he shows up and he reports and he's a pain in the ass, they can suspend him, which opens him up for bo- for bonus forfeiture. They can go after the signing bonus mm-hmm. if they've already given him. So, you know, it's one of these things where he doesn't have a whole lot of leverage. He he keeps talking about it like he's a free agent and he's going to decide where he's going. And he has he has little to no say in what happens to him at all. Like I was saying before, Besides retirement. Besides <laughs> retirement, which he can do, but then they they can if he retires, they can go after his bonus his bonus money too, which is fine. Um, if he stays, if he's around on the roster, he counts twenty two million, twenty two point one six five. If mm-hmm. he is traded, he counts twenty one point one two million. So basically, we're talking about a million bucks mm-hmm. the difference between you know if he's traded, the Steelers get an extra million bucks they can put against the cap. If he Sticks around, it costs him an extra million against the cap. And if he reports and he's a pain in the ass, they just spend him and then they go after his, his signing bonus money. And, you know, it, it, it goes, it, 
it snowballs from there. It would be ugly. It would be dramatic. It would be a pain in the butt. We would all hate it. But if I'm Art Rooney, I play hardball. This guy has been a jackass. Yeah. And he deserves it, frankly. And I know he's probably going to look at it from a different standpoint altogether. But if I'm him, that's what I do. Um, so I can see a possibility where AB is on the roster in July. Yes. Uh, as a as a Steeler, where they're trying to reconcile the the team and make him a part of it and bring him back mm-hmm. into the fold? No, I don't see that. <laughs> I don't see that at yeah, all. I, yeah, I think that ship has sailed too. And and I, I do want to remind everybody that you're listening to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh. And uh, you have just a few days left to uh, get the latest t-shirt. It's a, a very simple yet straightforward design kind of based on one of the um, the older penguins looks. Uh, I think they they, they kind of have a, a name for it here. Let me let me see if I can find that name. The Yins. Uh, oh, geez. I'm, I'm, uh, what, what do they call this? Yins something. Uh, it's kind of a heart. Uh, I love Pittsburgh type thing. Uh, you, you just have to see it, but obviously it's a great looking shirt and a comfortable shirt as we've talked about many times and eight bucks from every shirt sold goes to the greater Pittsburgh community food bank. So please make sure you check them out at 26 shirts.com slash Pittsburgh. Um, so Chris, let's go ahead and just for sake of argument, let's assume that uh, Antonio Brown is traded to team fill in the blank. Um, you are now, uh, Kevin Colbert, you're Mike Tomlin, you're Randy Fickner. Uh, what are you looking to do to, uh, in terms of bringing in a receiver or receivers? Are you looking free agency to replace them? Are you looking into the draft? Are you doing both? What is it that, that you're doing? Um, well, first of all, if I'm Kevin Colbert, I'm going to resign for the sake of the <laughs> franchise. Um, yeah, he's not going to do that. So, <laughs> um, uh, someone who I, I would look at, and um, I might get a little flag for this, is um, Demarius Thomas uh, for a leadership role. Plus, he has um, a lot left in the tank. He hasn't played with very good uh, quarterbacks um, I agree. for a while. That's uh, true. I think he, he has something left, and he'd be a, um, a really good. You know, number three slash number two. Um, I know he has the injury uh, mm-hmm. that, that occurred, but um, which means we can probably get him a little cheaper, and then um, that fills in a pretty big, um, a pretty big role uh, in terms of being a, a receiver. It can play um, X, Y, or Z, and he could uh, bring a you know leadership role. Um, can come pretty much on the cheaper side of things, which is which is good. Right. Um, and then you don't have to prioritize as highly. Uh, during the draft, maybe around uh, two or three, um, which there are maybe even four. Honestly, uh, there's there's a, a lot of receivers in this draft. Um, it's a really good draft for receivers, especially big receivers. Um, so that's what I would do. I would okay. kind of go out for someone with like a Demarius Demarius Thomas type, who you know a veteran who has some left in the you know has a good amount left in the tank, um, coming rather cheap, who um, can fill in the number two slash three role, and um, and then kind of go. Round round two to four, depending on value, um, in terms of uh, wide receiver. I, I really think that you know three round three to four it would be would be good, but depending on what we get yeah. from AB, um, you can kind of creep into the, the round two range. Yeah, I, I you know I don't disagree with that. I, I the more I think about that, now I don't know where he is in his recovery. Um, he, he was just recently let go from Houston, correct? 
um, mm-hmm. and yeah, and, and has the, uh, the Achilles, I believe it was. And, and, you know, those are never easy, but, um, um, yeah, I like the leadership angle. I like the fact that, that he really hasn't played with a great quarterback in some time. So, um, yeah, not a terrible idea at all. Um, uh, Ben, what, what are you thinking in this? Are you, you kind of the same route? Let's go free agency first, uh, and, and then also in the draft. Both. Uh, yeah, because in my opinion, DHB is not coming back and they, right. they're going to need somebody to kind of fill the leadership void that he was providing and that mm-hmm. AB wasn't uh, in the receiver room. Um, and yeah, Thomas is a, is a good choice. I haven't really looked at, at the wide receiver free agent list yet. I'm kind of hoping that some more guys get cut or become cab casualties. Um for two reasons. One, that it fits very nicely into your your compensatory pick uh, yeah. equation, and you want to make sure you get at least a third for Le'Veon Bell, who they should have traded last year. Longer conversation. I'll drop that. <laughs> um, you know, and that's, that's one good reason to look at that list. And second, it, you know, those guys usually have something left. And when I last looked, and this is, you know, January, the wide yeah. receiver free agent list didn't look all that great. And I can give you a few names. Something that I was excited about. Yeah, Chris, go ahead. Yeah, uh, this is uh, how many snaps they played last year and down. Um, I'll just skip around, but Dante Moncrief, Chris Conley. Uh, Chris Conley would be a really good um, addition, I think, uh, as a number four, maybe a three. Uh, Tyrell Williams, Demarius Thomas. Robbie Anderson, uh, Jermaine Curse, Devin Funches, no thanks. Uh, Golden <laughs> Tate, Kevin Benjamin, no thanks. Um, I mean, it's kind of it. Pierre Garcon, Dontrell Inman. Um, ugh, it kind of goes down. Well, yeah, there. it's not great. No. So as of right Patterson, now, there's not a starting level guy that you're going to go spend decent money. Yeah, so you know the free agent uh, wide receivers are are currently not uh, all that great anyway, and and I think we all kind of like what's coming in the draft and uh, a lot so better anyway. A lot better, definitely. So we'll we'll definitely see what's going on. And um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm I'm actually getting excited to talk about free agency, talk about the draft, and and certainly not about this Antonio Brown stuff. Um, any, any parting shots tonight, Chris, as we, uh, wrap up this episode? Uh, no, just, uh, hopefully Kevin Clover doesn't shoot us in the foot again. <laughs> Another crappy off season. Chris is sure we're going to get a sixth rounder and use him on a long snapper. Uh, Ben, any final shots tonight? Uh, not really, man. I, you know, I, I, I'm trying to be uh, optimistic about everything that's gone on. I, I yeah. think that there is a chance that there's going to be some addition here by subtraction. There, I really do sincerely think that. I'm not just trying to convince myself of it. And, and part of that has to do with the fact that looking back at it from 2012 on, mm-hmm. Uh, the majority of Ben Roethlisberger's interceptions were targeted toward Antonio Brown. And I, I'll write all this up, but basically the long and the short of it is 
AB doesn't run real precise routes because AB freelances a lot. And sometimes Ben throws the ball where he thinks AB is going to be and AB's not there and it ends up as a pick. And then people blame that on Ben having bad judgment. And that isn't always the case. So no, I'm kind of wondering no. if that isn't going to be, you know, you know, just that one aspect. Less fewer turnovers, better ball security with Antonio Brown gone. But then I look at the other side of that coin and that is this. The guy's an unreal talent. When he's got the ball in his hands, he's amazing. Yeah. So I'm not sold on it yet. I'm just I'm I'm going to look at it. I'm I'm going to explore it. Yeah, no, I, I I'm with you. I I think that there there can be some optimism. There can be some potential positive stuff coming from this. And and you know we we just got to get through it. And uh, you know the combine's coming up. And and you know the, this is a great time when GMs and coaches and and you know, league officials start chatting about these types of things. So hopefully uh, something happens and, and we can move on from this. And, and oh, by the way, stop burning your Antonio Brown jerseys. Don't even <laughs> do anything with them, crying out loud. Uh, you know, I get that you're upset and everything, but, you know, donate it. Use it as a rag if you something if you're going to, yeah, come on, stop. Uh, anyway, thank you again to 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh. As always, uh, our great sponsor here of the podcast for the third straight year now. So we are extremely, extremely happy to be with them. So for uh, Chris and for Ben, this is uh, Steel Dad signing off on the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast. Hey, everybody. Go Steelers. <laughs>